Everybody, 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 you are now listening to the Rainy Day Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dayton Brown. Thank you so much for tuning in today, January 26th, 2017. It is episode number 19 of the Rainy Day Podcast. We're almost at 20, which is pretty exciting. Um, Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. I am excited to announce that I have recently become a contributor for Rip City Project, a Blazers media outlet as part of fansided.com. That's the best way I could explain it. It's a media outlet uh, specifically for the Blazers as part of fansided.com. Check them out, ripcityproject.com. Follow them on Twitter at ripcityproject. My first article is out. I, I discuss a possible trade. Uh, between the 76ers and the Blazers involving Okafer and or Nerlens Noel. Be sure to give that a read. Let me know what you think. Uh, also tweet me at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. I got a new Twitter. Got to be a little bit more professional and whatnot. But um, thank you so much to everybody who has supported me along the way and continues to support me in my writing and my podcast and, and, and especially you listening right now. Thank you so much. Um, and that leads me into talking about the Blazers who have had a v- – who have had a very up and down season so far. Um, they're five and five in the last 10 games, but they are just coming off a four game losing streak. Um, and, and that came right after blowing out the Cleveland Cavaliers, the number one team in the Eastern Conference. So it, it, it's been obviously confusing to see them play like this. It's been frustrating at times, but there is hope for the team. Uh, obviously, we've lo- we uh, they've won two in a row, defeated Boston, a very good team and defeated LA last night. Uh, uh, not that good of a team. The Lakers are last in the Western conference, but still a win is a win. Got it on our home court during the 1977 uh, uh, anniversary evening um, where, you know, Bill Walton and all of the players from the 1977 championship team were on the court during halftime and whatnot. So that was great to see uh, again, but they're five and five in the last 10 games and they're currently outside of the eighth spot in the Western Conference, only by half a game. But we need to start winning games now if we want to avoid either missing the playoffs or just getting the eighth uh, eighth seed in the Western Conference. Because getting that eighth seed almost means death because you're going to go up against the Golden State Warriors. And that's either going to be a sweep or a five-game series most likely. So you want that seventh or sixth seed. Uh, even then you go up against either the Spurs or the Rockets, which is still going to be a tough game. But uh, the better the seed, obviously, the better chance you have of surviving that round. Um, but it's possible that the Blazers could tank and just avoid all of that, avoid being swept and, and get a really good draft pick since we have two this season thanks to Cleveland, but I have confidence in this team. I I think we'll continue to get better, and I I think once the playoffs roll around, we'll play better than we have been playing in the regular season. Uh, I think Portland is one of those teams we step up to the plate when it's time to step up to the plate. When it's time to win big games, we try to win big games. Uh, Just that four-game losing streak just kind of put everybody into panic mode. That's where all the trade rumors came from and, and, and stuff like that, but... Like I said, I do think the team will improve, continue to get better. I think we'll win. 
I, I think we'll defeat Memphis, and then we'll have a pretty good game against Golden State, which are our next two games. And, and if that happens, then that, that that's going to be a great start to this home game sh- or yeah, the home game stretch that we have before the All-Star break. Um, and then after the All-Star break, we have to go at it like we did a season ago and, and win as many games as we can before the playoffs. That's the only way we're going to be in a good position. And it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting what, whether we lose or not. It's going to be exciting to watch this team. And uh, so I have, I have, like I said, I have high confidence that we can win a lot of games, especially before the All-Star break. And after the All-Star break, we can't have... You know, kind of like how the Warriors did a season ago, go into uh, sleep mode and, 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 and just go on autopilot. We have to grind. We have to win. And I think that'll happen. I really have. Like I said, I have confidence in this team. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it turns out. Um, the other very important story going on in the sports world right now is obviously the Super Bowl is in two weeks. Uh, it's going to be the New England Patriots of the AFC against the Atlanta Falcons of the NFC. Great to see the Falcons in there. Great to see the Patriots in there. Great to see both teams, mainly the Falcons, because nobody really expected them to make the Super Bowl. Uh, at the beginning of the season, midway through the season, when the playoffs started, nobody really expected the Falcons to make it. But they have. They, they have a young, athletic team who runs up the score on you. Uh, that's interesting to see because most of the teams lately who have made the Super Bowl have just been very defensive-minded teams. So it's good to see a young core uh, of players who are fast, uh, can score, uh, very intelligent for their ages as far as football IQ. Uh, like I said, great to see them in the playoffs. Great to see the Patriots to me. I know I know some people don't like them, but I, I, I really adore Tom Brady. I, I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time next to Drew Brees. Obviously, I think Drew Brees is the best because I'm a homer. Um, <laughs> but Tom Brady winning his fifth ring would be an incredible story. Um, so you really can't go wrong. Uh, I think a lot of people will be cheering for the Falcons, obviously, but I think a lot of fans will also be cheering for both teams because they understand that either way, who whoever wins, it's going to be a great story. Um, I was 9-1 in my playoff predictions. Um, the only game I got wrong was the Packers-Falcons. Like I said, nobody really expected the Falcons. I had picked the Packers to win, and I think a lot of people did as well. Uh, that was the only game I got wrong. I'm 9-1, so hopefully I can go... 10 and 1 with this Super Bowl prediction. Uh, first of all, the Patriots have the number one scoring defense in the league. Very impressive, especially with how well their offenses ran. And um, they had like top five in um, yards per game defense, which is really, really impressive. Like I said, especially for the Patriots, because usually the, the especially for the Patriots, excuse me. Since they are usually offensive-minded, usually they just rely on their offense to score and, and, and their defense to just kind of be mediocre, but kind of almost the opposite this season. And so so that that's pretty interesting to see. I also believe that they will keep everybody but Julio Jones in check in this game due to their great defense. It'll be interesting to see how their front seven pressures Matt Ryan and vice versa. It'll be interesting to see how the Falcons' front seven pressures Tom Brady. But I think that the Patriots are going to play very well on both sides of the ball. I think the Falcons will run up the score, but not as much as they'd like. I feel like the the Falcons, their magic number is like 42 points to win this game to seal it. I don't think that'll happen. And it's going to be awesome to see a high-scoring Super Bowl. Just because the last time, the last high-scoring Super Bowl was 43-8. to eight. And, and that wasn't too exciting. To that, that was only high-scoring on one team the Seahawks so um 
But the only way to beat the Patriots is to pressure Tom Brady. That's the only way. And that's how the Giants have won those two Super Bowls. That's how the Patriots lose. You got to pressure Tom Brady, force him to make bad throws. If the Falcons can do that, they'll be in good shape, especially if their offense runs the way it usually does. But I see the Patriots winning this 37 to 35. Again, the key, the X factor is going to be how the Patriots offense paces themselves, paces the clock, and how they control the time of possession. That's going to be the key because if they can keep their defense off the field, keep their offense on, and obviously keep um, uh, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones off the field, the better shape they're going to be in. So that's going to be great to see. Uh, No matter what happens, I think this is going to be an amazing game. There have been way too many blowouts this NFL playoff uh, season. I think there's only been really two good games, and, and that's it. And that was Packers. Cowboys and Steelers Chiefs and even that Steelers Chiefs game was hard to watch because it was just a lot of field goals a lot of not converting on third down so uh, we'll see what happens very excited obviously Super Bowl Sunday one of the best times in in, in American events and sports period it, it, it's just I can't even put it into words it's, it's just incredible to watch um, one thing I want to say before I go is that Carmelo Anthony may or may not be traded and according to Chris Maddox of the vertical which is part of Yahoo Sports he is saying that Phil Jackson is just desperately trying to trade Carmelo Anthony uh, ESPN had reported that they had tried to trade Melo to the Cavaliers for Kevin Love straight up Cav said no and so now the Knicks are looking to trade him to either the Celtics or the Clippers which I think would be interesting either way but really Mello just needs out of New York. They need to get out of this loop of telling Mello that it's going to be okay, that they're going to fix everything, that they're going to start winning games, and then they win a couple, and then they just go right back into losing. Um, I think Mello is tired of it. I'm not sure if he wants to leave New York, but I think he wants to leave this team. I don't think he's happy. This Obviously, this uh, super team didn't work out. Um, and it won't work out because Carmelo Anthony is a ball stopper. Derrick Rose is a mediocre point guard. Uh, Joe Kim Noah is is not a good center. Very, very, very highly overpaid. Courtney Lee is a decent shooting guard, but you, you have to build around Kristaps Porzingis if you're Phil Jackson. I think that's what he's going to try to do. Uh, trade him for some assets. Trade Melo for some assets and try to build around Kristaps. Pull a 76ers, trust the process, tank. You got to do that if you're in New York. That's really the only option you have. So um, we'll we'll see. I'll be back next week to talk about it. Hopefully Melo is traded by then because that would be not only great to see, but a great story to report on. So, um, again, thank you guys so much for listening today. Uh, Be sure to follow the podcast at Rainy Day Podcast on Twitter. Be sure to follow me at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. Also, be sure to check out, like I said, Rip City Project. If you have any questions, tweet at me, like I said. Thank you guys so much for listening and don't forget to stay dry. That was never friendly. Yeah. Now I'm jumping out of bailing. Yeah. And I know I sound dramatic. Yeah. But I know I had to have it. Yeah. For the money, I'm a savage. Yeah. I'm like I